Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Horwardell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, my friend, how are you? I mean, it's a lot less hectic this week, a little less uh, meandering, I imagine, but who knows on the show? We'll certainly see. So far. That's so true. So far. If anybody wants meandering, listen to our episode of The Underdog, which I just recorded. I can't we, imagine. There is, yeah, there's. We, we talked about sports a little bit. And we talked about parent companies, and we talked about uh, a Monopoly deal, and uh, all, all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's I, ridiculous. Greg's obviously alluding to the crossover extravaganza from last week. How, uh, in your honest opinion, did you feel that went? I mean, it was interesting. It was fun. It's, it's fun to do a show that doesn't have a, a theme necessarily with Matt, because you can really let him kind of go. Um, if you listen to this week's episode of Better's Delight, you'll find that out. Uh, a lot of attempts at meandering, for sure. Um, eh, that's fun. It's just th- three old buddies getting together and having a good time. Yeah, Matt was criticizing you guys a little bit uh, from Better's, about Better's Delight this week because uh, I look, I, I, I have to skim through the episode. I have to make sure that all the audio is in sync. I have to make sure the levels are all right and all that stuff. And as I'm doing that, like I'm jumping ahead, jumping ahead to make sure everything's still okay, blah, blah, blah. At one point, I'm sorry, I'm really tired every time (laughs) who's listening. Uh, It's been a fucking week. I hope your holiday has been better. Um, At one point, Matt made a comment. You guys were talking about the uh, NFL playoff picture. And I hear Matt say, Chris, can you Google that? (laughs) Obviously, I wasn't there. And Matt was trying to make a joke. But nobody addressed it. <laughs> no, nope, so, I just I heard it and just blew right by it. Just a weird non sequitur that people either think like Matt asked for something and I ignored it, or like because no one nobody would know I wasn't there. Correct. So I just look like the bad guy, like That's, Razor Ramon. I hope you I hope you brought that up on this week's show with him. Yeah, I was I brought it up, but it was your fault. Like he was looking he was looking to do a bit. Uh, well, I, I, I still have yet to talk to him about a bit that was – there was something – there was some sort of conversation about how far East Lansing is from South Bend. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what he was setting up, but Mark just started reading how far it was after we all guessed. And Matt just sheepishly goes, it, it, it was my bit. And then Mark just Mark said something, and then it just ended. <laughs> we moved on to the next thing. So I need to find out where he was actually going with that because the man is full of mystery. Yeah, the last time I did, I was there for an episode of Better's Delight. He was also trying to do a bit and then got very disappointed when we just pushed through it. I feel bad bad for Matt because if I've got something to say that I think is funny, I want people to hear it. Uh, So I try to afford that opportunity, and that's basically what Underdog has become. Yes, for sure, for sure, but entertaining nonetheless. But that's not what we're here to do today. We've got a lot going on in the sports world. 
Week 17 in the National Football League, college football playoffs and bowl games continue. I've got BovadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at all of the pertinent lines from this week's uh, schedule. And there are really some interesting ones, man. These, I would argue that some of these non-college football playoff games are more interesting than the ones we're actually getting. I'm not... I'm not super looking forward to TCU Michigan. I, I'm much more interested. Like Kansas State Alabama is going to be fun. Uh, Tulane USC is going to be fun. Utah Penn State is going to be fun. There's a lot of really good games left to be played. Actually, Washington Texas will be fun as well. That game is going to kick off in just a minute ago, uh, apparently. Uh, but we do have these pl- these college football playoff games. I want to get your thoughts on them. Let's start. Number three, TCU. Number two, Michigan. Bavada has Michigan uh, seven and a half point favorites in this Peach Bowl extravaganza. Nope, Fiesta Bowl extravaganza in Glendale, Arizona. What's your take on it? I I don't see I don't see a way where Michigan doesn't win by like one to two touchdowns. I do, I yeah. just don't. I think like, this is a safe cover. Yeah, I mean it's it's a situation where like TCU has been the skin of their teeth team all year. Crazy comebacks, miraculous, run the team on the field at the end of the game, field goals. Like right. they they are like to quote Teddy KGB, they're alligator blood. They just hang around. It's hanging around constantly. And that's what TCU's done for pretty much the entire year. You couldn't can't get rid of them. And I think this is finally that time where the the luck runs out in Michigan. They're just the better team. They're more equipped for the playoff one game scenario. Um you know, I just I think that's eye on the prizes to play in the national championship game for Michigan. I think that's where we're at here. Well, good decision for Max Dugan to actually play in the bowl game. I know he declared for the draft, but I thought declaring for the draft was a little premature. So he can really only help himself by playing in this bowl game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I you have to I mean, what is he runner up for the Heisman? Like he, he certainly had himself a year and he can kind of add on to that resume with in-game experience. And I know it feels like sometimes when it comes to the draft that in-game in-game stuff almost doesn't matter. It's how – did you see how cool that throw was? Now watch me throw for 2.4 inches per play uh, in an is NFL game. Yeah, so it is it, – it, it will be good to get a little bit more of him uh, on film against a, a big-time program. This isn't – you know, Kansas or, you know, uh, some of those other Kansas. Sorry. Yeah. You know, they, whatever. Danny um, Manning's doing a great job with that. <laughs> it isn't one of these other random big 12 teams, you know, it's, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate team, a legitimate big 10 team with a ton of NFL prospects, et cetera. So I'm very interested to see how he plays against them. Speaking of, how do you feel about the, what has to be the end of the Zach Wilson era in New York? I mean, he stinks. What, what are we talking about here? It seems that way. It's it's crazy. And it's one of those ones where it's like, I, I knew it. I knew it from the beginning. Like, I, I just don't I don't get it. Uh, I think the team around him, like, is just like, whatever, man. Like, we don't oh, like playing him. with you. Yeah. Um, And it's all because, like, didn't say the right stuff after a really bad performance and a really bad loss. Like. Take responsibility, even if you don't mean it. There's got to be some self-awareness there. I don't necessarily think he realizes how bad of an NFL quarterback he is, which is really interesting. Um, so it's a, it's a baby. Yeah. 
I'll be interested to see exactly what uh what happens with him and if he if he goes elsewhere and if he ever gets a legitimate shot somewhere. I don't know if that that comes honestly. Wonderful. Since I last looked, the Cowboys are now up ten nothing, not zero zero. So not as good an outcome. Also, Josh Dobbs is starting quarterback for the Titans, which is just weird. Well, so we we were talking about that earlier today. Like that, I feel like that makes sense, right? It like why throw Malik Willis potentially to the Wolves? You don't have Derrick Henry. Um, run run Josh Dobbs out there. If you're going to use Malik Willis next week against the Jaguars in the one game that matters for you to make the playoffs, like that's that's where you do it, right? But isn't every snap valuable for Malik Willis at this point? I mean, maybe. Uh, I just like I get that. I get that too. But do you want to just get his confidence destroyed by this Dallas defense, who's going to feast on a team without pretty much? Well, one, they don't have any receiver talent, uh, top tier receiver talent. They have some some middle-of-the-road guys, and you still don't, kind of don't know what you have with Traylon Burks. But Greg, their leading receiver right now is a gentleman by the name of Racy McMath. That is a <laughs> fake name if ever I've heard one. Uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, But my, I guess my point more is, like, why throw him out there against a defense that has a pass rush that can get after the quarterback? Like, I think you just take it easy and see see what you can get next week. Like short week too, like that that doesn't help. You know, I I see where you're coming from, but I just I would if I'm Tennessee, I want to know if Malik Willis is real or not because you're going to have to make the decision to go with him or to not go with him moving forward. I'm going to let him play. I want to see what he can do in a big game, and if if he's not up for it, he's not up for it, and we know that. Or you just put all your faith in Josh Dobbs next week. Oh my God. Preseason hero for the Cleveland Browns, and now and the Steelers. Games, I think at some point starting games for the Tennessee Titans. Was he a Steeler at the beginning of preseason? He was definitely a Steeler. I just don't remember if it was if he was there in the preseason or not. I don't think so. I don't know if it was this year. It, he it was definitely yeah. In the past. He was there last year. I'm pretty sure he was a Brown all off season. But let's see. Uh, yeah, Cleveland Browns 2022. Also a Lion and then a Lion practice squad player and then now the Tennessee Titans starting quarterback. The natural progression. That's If there was ever a way to draw it up, that is how you do it. Yeah, with the Steelers a bunch from 2017 to 2019, goes to Jacksonville 2019, back in Pittsburgh 2020-2021, Cleveland, Detroit, and uh, in Tennessee. Bananas was the Music City MVP, the Music City Bowl MVP in 2016. So there's that. <laughs> I don't. I c- congratulations. I I accept on Josh Dobbs' behalf. This is. I actually don't think Josh Dobbs is that bad a quarterback. I think he deserves to be a, a backup for somebody. But this is not a. This is not the situation where he was ever going to thrive, and he's not. So there you go. Uh, he no. is. The, he is the leading rusher. He's got three carries for twelve yards. He most certainly is. <laughs> this. This. This Titans team really looks like if you simulated five seasons ahead in Madden and you just had like a random group of players on a team, including a created player named Racy McMath. <laughs> Not a thing. You're just like, oh, weird. Josh Dobbs is the quarterback. Yes. All right. I, okay. I guess that's fine. Oh, Austin Hooper's there. Oh, sure. You got a target. Austin um. Hooper. 
weird team. Very. The other the other bowl game, however, and what a what a fun New Year's Eve we're going to have in terms of college football. Ohio State heads to Georgia. Nope, head, plays Georgia. God, why do the lines have to change? Ohio State, who is the number four team in the country, go takes on Georgia, the number one team in the country, in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Peach Bowl. Bavada has Georgia minus seven. I gave it out on Better's Delight. I like Ohio State in this game. I don't think they win, but I think they have the ability to keep it close. I think there's a very – I think that Michigan game was a little bit of an anomaly, right? Michigan got up and then yeah. just decided to roll on them and it's a tough situation for Ohio State there but I do think that there is a a legitimate chance here for them to give Georgia a game and I, we've seen bad teams give Georgia a game Missouri being that that bad team right um giving them that that run for their their proverbial money I guess is the best way to put it uh but I I do I just have that feeling that Ohio State plays them a lot closer than I think everybody expects. Okay, I I don't think an Ohio State outright win is out of the out of the question for the record. No, yeah, exactly. I think I think there's a possibility. I don't I don't favor that over taking the points, but I definitely think it wouldn't be shocking if that were the case. I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna take Ohio State money line on parlay this week. Ooh. It'll be it'll be on it'll be on the card, and uh, everybody should tune in to whenever that gets recorded because I'm tired, <laughs> very tired. Uh, and I have two shows to record tomorrow because my vacation. Hey, well, hey, <laughs> really planned this out. Excellent. The uh, moving to the NFL schedule. It's an interesting week. The Arizona Cardinals, who are I mean, who is the quarterback there at this point? It's either going to be McSorley or Colt McCoy. Oh, we were talking. Yeah, I think it's Trace McSorley, right? Yeah. We were talking at the end of the show last night whether whether McCoy had been cleared or not, and we weren't sure. So, Well, <laughs> I, I believe you're right. I believe it was Trace McSorley last time I saw it. So as, as you would imagine, Trace McSorley and the Arizona Cardinals head to Atlanta to take on Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. Bavada's got the Falcons minus three and a half. I mean, I, I kind of like the Falcons, right? It, it, it doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense because I think the Falcons stink, but I have zero faith in the Cardinals, uh, really with any quarterback, if we're being perfectly fair, but especially currently. Um, I have almost no faith in them uh, with Colt McCoy or Trace McSorley. And the Falcons just play close games. It's what they do. So I don't, I don't see how they don't uh, – they, they don't – Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking for any update on the Colt McCoy thing and not seeing anything at this point. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to make that big a difference in the grand scheme of things whether it's Colt McCoy or Trace Sorley. I Trace McSorley, to be honest. I've watched a lot of Trace McSorley in my lifetime, far more than any human should. Um, wow, he's no Sean Clifford. Well, that that we'll talk about that later if we get back to bowl games, but. Uh, I just I can't I I can't put any faith in them. Can't I can't put any faith in them. Fair enough. Let's let's talk about that bowl game, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, number eight Utah, number eleven Penn State, and uh, Bavada's got Penn State plus two and a half. I don't see how Utah doesn't just win this game and cover. Like I I don't. 
I'm a Penn State guy, whatever you whatever, you know, not I'm not the rah rah go to every homecoming game, have a tailgate that I go to every year for multiple games. I don't think I think the only times I've been back have been because my brother was there. Sure. Um but I just Utah's the, the better team, I think. They're more consistent, they have the better they have the better quarterback and that's what matters, right? In a lot of these cases. I I, I I'm so tired of Sean Clifford. I, I can't anymore. Well, and I also think I, their coach is better than James Franklin. So Yeah. I don't know that Utah has the better quarterback, but I think Utah definitely has the better starting quarterback. Yes, yes, we'll go with that. Um I, I yeah, I just I have zero faith in this team. If they win, great. But uh, my money and, and and my uh my opinion is that it's Utah outright. Is that is that your not my wallet pick of the week? Yeah, yes. Put that down as my personal not my wallet pick of the week. Also, can we address the fact how I'm now dominating the season in uh, better story? Yes, I mean we had four I mean, to be fair, me and me and Mark had less than double digit down weeks, but uh, Matt has posted just I think it's like seven or eight consecutive double digit losing weeks, just horrendous. Mike had an awful week in the NFL and took until Monday night first. The Chargers played on either Sunday or Monday. I think it was Monday night, and yeah. they he ended up uh, he ended up that was his only win in the NFL of like twelve picks. It was. A horrendous, a horrendous week all around. If I'm being perfectly honest, and you're comfortably in first place, I'll, only person in positives. That's 100 percent accurate. Thank you, Wrexham. <laughs> missed a couple picks over the last couple of weeks, which has been disappointing. But mm. oh, I will. Speaking of Wrexham, though, I will say yeah. that my wife uh, began watching that show uh, occasionally when either when Welcome I'd be Wrexham on FX. Yeah. And she likes it. She thought it thought it was very entertaining after the first two episodes. So it is so good, and it only gets more interesting. It only like because there there is genuinely so much. We've like hard knocks is what hard knocks is. Like all or nothing is what all or nothing is, and it's it, it's a look into a world that like we know a lot about, but you're not literally like trying to build up an organization from the bottom. It there's there's something incredibly fascinating about Welcome to Wrexham, uh, just what that talent, what that team means to that town, a, a small little town in Wales, and what winning means to that economy. How this te- the team is actually built, how close the team was to uh, firing a manager that they had to pay a lot of money to jump down a couple levels to come manage, and just the weird crazy acquisitions of like guys like Ollie Palmer at, at uh, in the transfer window, the mid season transfer window. Super. It was so much fun. I can't wait for, I can't wait for season two. I can't believe there were 18 episodes. That was shocking. Wow. That's a ton of episodes. And they get long at the end. Like it was very clearly that they had to like, they had to cut it down a little bit. Cause there, I think a couple of the episodes are like an hour at Oof. the end. That's, it's aggressive. No, but I was, I was captivated because you know they're going, they're they're trying to get to the top of the table, they're trying to they're trying to get promoted. Uh, I'm not going to spoilers for Welcome to Wrexham first season and something that happened in the actual world of soccer now two years ago. Uh, they don't get promoted, and you know we you get to see them. They go to Wembley for the first time in forever. They lose a heartbreaking game 
uh, playing for playing for promotion for that second promotion spot. Just unbelievably good. A heartbreaking moment when when Jordan Davis's family uh, suffers a a major loss. Just really really good. I I can't encourage people enough to watch Welcome to Rexham on FX. I really do hope that uh, that those two uh, the two owners Rob McElhenney and uh, Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Uh, they fare better in owning this team than Mike Piazza's failed ownership of uh, Italian Italian third division team Reggiana. I just hope that's I hope that's better. It goes better for him or for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really know anything about the Mike Piazza. Oh boy, it's a it's a story. But I mean, they went in and like, and that that's one of the things that kind of fat because look, I don't I like I like soccer because I like to welcome to Wrexham. That's what, that's what that, that's what soccer is to me. I'm not as, as, you know, as, as weird as it is to say, like, I'm, I'm not super interested in like man, U versus man city. That doesn't do much for me. Cause I don't care about, I don't care. I don't know the backstory. I don't care about what's going on, but I'll watch Wrexham games on, on ESPN plus, And like, it's just, it's beyond fascinating to me to, to learn more about the sport and, and just see the like, Oh, you can buy a team, put a bunch of money into it and buy players who are way too good. Now, does it obviously help that Ryan Reynolds is one of the owners? Of course it does. I would assume it does. Yeah, of course it does. Like he gets phone calls returned that other people wouldn't get returned. Like if I had as much money as Ryan Reynolds did, and I bought a National League soccer team and I tried to reach out to the people like the Phil Parkinson's of the world, they would not take my calls. I know. Regardless, regardless of what I was paying them. Like they're not going to jump down two levels, a guy who had won championships in, in higher levels. But Ryan Reynolds can do that. And, and it's fascinating. And I, I'm, I'm super in. Uh, I count myself amongst the Wrexham supporters. I still, I still believe they're a soccer team, not a football team, because I'm an American. Uh, but yeah, no, super cool. And uh, yeah, Ali's making the right decision. That is a, an amazing show. So good, so much good stuff happens. And uh, yeah, I, I support the decision. One, one more point for Ali. Hey, listen, I'll, I'll let her know. I will say, I mean, as, as since you support Wales, you know, Wales soccer, I mean, I sure. can't imagine that you aren't super happy that two well, there's two Welsh quarterfinalists in the World Dart Championship. It means nothing to me, Greg. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. I don't. I, I don't. Support, I don't support Wales in general. I'm just happy <laughs> that the town is doing well. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, I'll give you that then. And darts are dumb. Uh, incorrect, sir. Incorrect. No, I'm pretty sure I'm I right. appreciate um, it. No, I think I'm right. No, I'm pretty sure that I'm right here, and I think I think the world would agree with me. I think you'd be incorrect. We'll put up a poll. <laughs> More than I fine. Think, I think I hit this one. Um, how how are things going in the darts world, Greg? Tell oh, me. buddy, we are. We're just uh, motoring through the, the quarterfinals. Got started. The quarterfinalists are. are Round of 16 is, is just started, so two quarterfinals so far. We'll know the rest of them by the end of tomorrow. Uh, and some big upsets. Reigning, reigning defending champion knocked out in the round of 32. That's almost unheard of. That was Paul is, Wetzel? Uh, no, P- 
Peter Wright, but close enough. There's just a lot going on in the world of Wait, darts. I got the initials right. You really did. You really did. I thought you did it on purpose. That's how crazy I, I am. <laughs> no idea who is anybody's do what anybody's doing in the darts world. <laughs> I will say though, it was a it's 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 a long grueling time to try and take care of two kids slash also follow along. So yeah, I mean, you have to have your priorities in order. So if you have to tell those kids to shut up, <laughs> you just yell. Yeah, from yeah. downstairs. Like darts are on. Don't you? <laughs> you guys are not not going to the trampoline park tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, it's it has been entertaining though. I will say that. And well, again, plus it not. gives you something to watch until bowl games start during the day. Yeah, I mean, it's also okay to just not be watching sports at, at, at some point in the day. It's okay to not have that on. How dare you? you I'll say like, that. You could read, read a book or... Never. What? What sort of sorcery are you discussing? Read a book. Wizardry, Gregory. Wizardry. Oh, the uh, I got the, Char- so I got the Charlie cool. Munger book. He's the what is that? man... Uh, Charlie Munger is uh he's he was involved with um with uh my brain Warren Buffett Warren Buffett calls him the smartest financial man he's ever known uh worth it's worth checking out Charlie Munger there you are yeah also have uh also have Mosesian's book the Conan's uh, assistant world's worst assistant a lot of stuff by Conan very good uh and, and a bunch of other stuff bunch of stuff I haven't read bunch of stuff I haven't read I, I I don't know what a book is that that's where I'm at in life sometimes uh, I got a, I, I got a I got a book uh, in into the air it's the the story of uh, the the creation of JPL and uh, that's fun I like I don't even know what you're talking what the heck is JPL uh, it's the jet jet propulsion laboratory at NASA it's uh, the, the, the it's the reason we have a space program Gregory Okay. I know you hate you hate space, but uh and it totally ruined my Christmas present when I got you that that flight on what is Isn't it like SpaceX? cool blue or is that a Gatorade flavor? I'm pretty sure that's a Gatorade flavor, but we'll go with that. We'll let that could be the name of our space program. Cool. That works. I'm cool in on that. Space. Launching from that place we were gonna buy in Montana. <laughs> I'm in. Anyway, it's okay to not watch sports all the time. I'm just telling you. Live your life. Talk to your family. It'll be okay. Probably. No, you're making the right decision. The Carolina Panthers head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Weird division we've gotten uh, with these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the Bucs minus three. The Buccaneers are absolutely horrendous. Yep. Their offense is misery. I'm trying to I, – I just don't understand. I continue to start Mike Evans in the only fantasy league I'm still left in because I'm a dumb person. Um, it, it just – like they move slow. Nobody's on the same page. The offensive line is horrendous. Uh, the Panthers, I hope they win this game. The Bucs don't deserve to be in the playoffs. They have all the talent in the world and can't do anything with it. It makes zero sense. And they're not fun to watch. I'd rather watch the Panthers, who at least give me some new blood in the playoffs. Sam Darnold gets to start a playoff game. Um, <laughs> I, I just like let me see that for for versus whatever the Bucks slop is. It's so bad. I'm on the Panthers this week. Easy. 
Bucks are on a winning streak. Granted, it's one, but they're on a winning streak. They're they're just they're brutal to watch, and they're on prime time constantly because of Brady, and it's just it's painful. It is that the ineptitude of that offense has been one of the surprises of this season. And like I know offensive line matters, but and yes, I know they does. have a ton of ton of injuries, but like how do you have just no depth at all? Like zero depth at offensive line. Well, I mean, the this is the reason that Andrew Luck's not playing football anymore. Like that he, dealt he really with enjoys fly fishing. Yeah, he really enjoys not having concussions and rehabbing all off season. Uh if is what he, he really enjoys. But yeah, I don't know, man. If you, and this was the concern about Barrow before the the Bengals fixed their offensive line a little bit this season. He was getting killed, just getting absolutely crushed. You need an yeah. offensive line. Hot take, I know, but you need an offensive <laughs> line. One hundred percent the hottest of takes. Offensive line play, kind of important. Offensive line equals good. Offensive line equals good. Not good, however, the Denver Broncos, who head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bovada's got the Chiefs minus 12 and a half. I can't believe they fired Nathaniel Hackett. I'm I'm stunned. I can't believe they waited as long as they did. Uh, yeah, me either. Um, it's it, like... By the way, I love that the defensive coordinator's like, thanks, but no thanks. I, I wouldn't have done... I would have, I would have said no, too. Like, they're so bad. Yeah. Just like, no, nah, I think I'm good. I know that I'm I'm a minority candidate who's never gotten a head coaching opportunity before, but I'm going to wait for a better opportunity. Like, like uh, that and, and it's – the owner was like, it's not if we can fix Russ. Like, we know he's fixable. It's like, what? Have you watched well, him play? You have to say that. They gave up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, three players – and $150 million of guaranteed money. You can't be like, yeah, he's he's broken and we're screwed. It can't all be coaching. A lot of it's on Russ, too. Yeah, like, no, he does not look like the, the athlete he was a couple years ago. Not even close. So bad. So, 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 so. He, he was never like a tear-you-up-from-the-pocket kind of guy, and now that the, the, the escapability has been turned down a couple of notches, he is real. I don't even want to say real mediocre because that's that's not fair to all the mediocre quarterbacks out there. He's just been real bad. Yes, he's been very, very, very bad. He has what like twelve passing touchdowns on the season. It's that that Christmas Eve game. Like I I sweated out a Monday night game where I needed points from Austin Eckler and and the, the kicker for the Cardinals or for yeah. the not for the Cardinals for the Chargers. I could have just started. I sat. I sat. Mac Gay, the kicker for the Rams, is like the Broncos defense will hold them. Turns out if you just constantly turn the ball over, that's just not the case. And the Broncos did that. And the Chiefs are going to roll on them. And Patrick Mahomes will move to like 700 0 against uh, the, or 700 0 in November, December, and like undefeated in the AFC West or against the Broncos. I forget which the stat is. Yeah, Russell Wilson, 60% completion percentage on the season, 3,019 yards, 12 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. With a, a good receiver core to start the year. Yeah, like they have talent. Jerry Judy, uh, again, Portland probably Sutton. 
probably not exactly yeah, exact Cortland Sutton. But Judy's not exactly what we thought he was going to be in the NFL. But, but is that because had, of the quarterbacks he's played with? Right, exactly. He's had almost nothing to do to work with. So yeah, I mean, you you think oh, Russell Wilson's going to unlock Jerry Judy, but like, yeah, he Russell Wilson's been terrible. Jerry Judy uh, does not seem like a real big Russell Wilson fan. And um, with that said, fifty-five catches this year. Yeah, it just. Oof, man, they're so bad. I don't know how. I, thank God they, they were only on prime time at the beginning of the season and we haven't had to deal with them for the most Judy part. is having his best season for what it's worth. Yeah, but it's, I Judy he's not have been a 90-catch-a-season yeah. guy. He should, and if he was playing with, uh, you know, if he was if he was in Green Bay right now in, instead of Denver, he probably has 90 catches. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers was going to make Christian Watson, the rookie of the year, until he got hurt. Yes, that is correct. It, it quarterback play. Uh, are we doing hot takes again? Quarterback uh, play, very important. This this is the hot takes episode. It really is the hot. I mean, we are just uh, uncorking the takes, just throwing shit out there like people would never think of, and you know it's controversial and it's going to make people angry. No, they're going to be furious with us. Offensive line and quarterback play equals important. Die. Nobody well, said it before. You did have a hot take when you said darts was interesting. How dare you? So there, there is that one. We can't say there have been no real hot takes. Dude, so you're telling me. No, I don't want to get into it. I don't. No, 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 interest, no. no interest at all. Bet, so it's a race to four. A guy's up three to one or three to nothing, and uh-huh. that guy ends up losing. The drama, the buildup, the anticipation of that, watching a guy – meltdown or not just have not be able to do anything about it because his opponent steps his game up that well like it's that there is there's so much more than just guys throwing darts at a board it's yeah, crazy sometimes they miss the board no that's just me <laughs> uh, i'll tell you what i'm just too tired to pretend like i think darts are anything but boring that's so I, don't, I don't have it in me today it's perfectly fine just sorry i look i'm i like weird stuff and I'm happy that it is a thing that brings you joy. It is crazy. I made a reference in a group chat today to uh, of uh, I made a reference to professional bowler Wes Malott earlier, which is yeah. an unbelievably random thing to pull out of your back pocket as something Correct. that you know. Um, and then I spent like 20 minutes just researching the PBA. That's that. Th- this is why I know weird stuff. But there is nothing better than when football's over. On a random Sunday afternoon, you turn on ESPN and the PBA's on. Oh, I'll take professional bowling, a random Sunday afternoon of it, any day of the week. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I just, I don't know where to go with this. Like, should we end the show? Uh, we, I think, I think we call it. Like, we, this, this is episode two hundred. <laughs> is it? I don't. Is it really? It is. It is episode 200 because last, wow. uh, and I only know that because I was like, oh, we did the crossover on 199, which seems like a missed opportunity. <laughs> but this is 200. We, we did this 200 times. I think maybe we're done. Like, <laughs> oh, man. It don't, know, don't know how to evolve from this. I, I think we've just. We've reached a point where we just can't go any further. We're too far away. <laughs> oh, we've we've definitely gone. We've definitely hit. We've we, listen. Sometimes you got to delve into things that aren't the four major sports, Chris. I don't know what to tell you. 
Yeah, darts. Darts is not the thing. Darts is not the thing. We don't need to delve into it. What was I going to get into? Uh, what, what did I say I was going to become an expert on? Was it pickleball? Te- team pickleball. I think, yes, that's exactly what you said. And that's that's where I think Paul Wetzel's really going to shine, assuming he's a person. The Cleveland Browns, I'm really tired, head to Washington to take on the Washington Commanders, headed up by Carson Wentz. Bavada's got the Commanders minus two. I can't believe this is going to be a thing. Like, why Kelly sucks? I'm not saying he doesn't. That's not that's not my point. The issue is is that like Carson Wentz is is no better. You're just paying him a lot of that's money. That's incorrect. Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. I don't understand the false narrative surrounding Carson Wentz not being good. He is a perfectly Carson Wentz's biggest problem is that he was the number two pick in the draft and he's not the easiest person to be around because in terms of being an actual quarterback, perfectly fine, perfectly fine. He's never, aside from that 2020 year where he was hurt and things were broken in Philadelphia and he was, he was mentally hurt as well after the Jalen Hurts pick. He's been good every other season. You can't point to a season and be like, oh, Carson Wentz was the problem. Always more touchdowns and interceptions, almost always significantly more. All, the yards are always good. Does he do some boneheaded stuff? Absolutely he does. He tries to play hero ball more than he should, but Carson Wentz is worthy of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Taylor Heineke is not. I'm not saying that Taylor Heineke should be somebody's number one starter. My 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 point is is that I just don't I don't understand like he it, why are we why are we it doesn't give you the best chance to win because this team doesn't rally around him I don't understand no team rallies around him it's bizarre it yeah. really is it's honestly like insane the fact that nobody rallies around him when he is a guy that goes out there and for better or for worse tries to be tries his best to go out there and win I, I don't get it. I, I did think the timing was a little bit weird because it's not like like Heineke wasn't asked to do much in that game against San Francisco, who, who maybe has the best defense in the NFL. Still threw two touchdowns to an interception, only threw the ball eighteen times. It was I, the timing feels weird to me, but you know Ron Rivera wants to wants to win this thing, wants to get in the playoffs, and he thinks uh, Carson Wentz gives him the best chance of doing so. Yeah, it's it's certainly certainly real. Like he does give them a good chance, but I don't know. And I don't way, I don't trust them in this game anyway. But I don't know what the the Browns might be the dumbest team of all time. So I guess the Commanders win this game because they're at home. Yeah. By the way, if um, oh god, I can't. I'm embarrassed that I can't remember the name. If if you guys haven't watched the video of Ron Rivera. Uh, announcing the the Pro Bowl selections to the team uh, individually, including the 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 special team standout Jeremy Reeves. Uh, like, like I didn't I didn't want to be or expect to be in a position where I was like on the cusp of crying because of some commanders making the Pro Bowl. But like, how much that team loves Jeremy Reeves is unbelievable. Like, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I was moved by it. And people should watch the video. It was very nice. Congratulations, Jeremy Reeves. Like, 
he uh what's his name rivera like he told john allen and he told mclaren and those guys and they're like yeah okay we made the playoffs we made the made, made the pro bowl uh we're we're too cool and then he told Tressway, and like Tressway got really excited. And Tressway's like, "Oh, who else made it?" And Rivera's like, "Jeremy Reeves." And Tressway's like, "Can I be here when you tell him?" <laughs> yeah, very cool moment for them. Very cool moment for Jeremy Reeves. It's that is that's the kind of stuff that makes the NFL awesome. Like those yeah. types of stories and those types of moments. Like it's it's very very cool. Um. And it was an awesome video. Like, that's really all I can say about it. It was very cool. But one person you'll, who was notably absent from the Pro Bowl in that video, as you mentioned, was Carson Wentz. Well, I actually, to be fair, I want I want the Commanders to win. And I want them. To, oh, my. The Cowboys are so bad. How did we lose this team? Um, well, Gardner Minshew tried to throw an interception on every play. Dak's thrown two interceptions on back-to-back series. Like, it's horrendous. And he might have gotten hurt. He's limping. Um, that but would be, that'd be fun. If, if um, Josh Dobbs could upset the Cowboys, that would be wonderful. Yeah, and really change this weekend's game. By the way, very much so. Um, I, I just my biggest issue is I want to see the Commanders win and make the playoffs simply because I want to see if Carson Wentz can make it through a playoff game. Well, and he would be playing the Philadelphia Eagles potentially in the second round. The team that terrifies like I don't want to see the Lions as that seven seed. Not interested. No, I don't want I don't want to see them either. Not inter- they can they can put up 50 any game. They can give up, you know, 70 any game. But they can put up 50 any game and that's, you know, that's a team that can beat you if they get hot and that that worries me. I don't think even though Washington was one of the two losses, I'm not worried about Washington in a playoff game. Correct. Correct. The uh, Indianapolis Colts head to New York to take on another NFC East playoff team, the New York Football Giants. Bavada's got the Giants minus six. I don't think the Giants are good, and I think the Colts keep this one close. I know the Giants won, and I know the Giants are probably a playoff team in the NFC. They're the number six seed as we speak. I just don't. I just don't think they're any good. I really don't. Um, I, I like the Colts in this matchup, even though the Colts also. Not good. Um, Nick Foles, I think, maybe getting a, sec- a second start, which seems insane to me. But Titans uh, put a field goal on the board. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Wow. Yeah, Nick Foles is uh, he- Nick Foles is an interesting case in that he is absolutely horse poo poo anywhere but Philadelphia. Yes, a thousand percent, a thousand but percent. In Philadelphia, he's literally achieved things that got him into the Hall of Fame. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's that it's that Eagles magic for Nick Foles. It really is. Um, but I th- and this is he's playing the Giants and NFC's team. I think the Colts keep it close. I just do. I don't know why. That's where I'm leaning. No, I wish the Colts had Ty Hilton. If only. If only the Jacksonville Jaguars had Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Bavada has the Texans plus four at home. This is where the Jaguars go and get a nice little tune-up for the Week 18 matchup. Dude, uh, are we still sleeping on the Texans? What do you mean? Are we still sleeping on the Texans? Like, the last three weeks, they beat the Titans, and they played very, very close with the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Yeah, they're not good, man. I don't know. I like, logically, they're not. But they keep playing good teams tight, and last week, beat an adequate team. 
I don't know if the Titans are an adequate team, but I hear you. They were seven and seven when they played. Yeah, but they were also seven at two at one point, and now they're they've lost six straight. So well, that's because they don't play Malik Willis enough. But regardless, <laughs> all right. Well, now we now we're in agreement. Um, but no, I think I think the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars beat this Texans team, and I think they cover. The the, the Jaguars have found this extra gear, and Dougie P hasn't believing in themselves. Um, if there was ever a time for the Texans to get num- win number three, this would be it, though. Uh, is an extra is beating the Jets an extra gear? Like Zach Wilson was historically terrible. Uh, yeah, but you have to beat bad teams and beat them. Like not win by like a, a late set last second field goal. You have to beat them, and they did. They beat Chris Streveler. Well, all right, it was in the rain. There was there was some you know there was adversity. He was also the leading rusher. Remember when the Jaguars but, beat the Chargers yeah. like thirty five nothing. Fourth string quarterback. Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, I, the Chargers like, are also the weird. Chargers might be the weirdest team in football for me. I don't know. The Raiders are up there too. Huh, I mean, you mean Jeremy Stidham and the I, Las yeah, Vegas we'll, Raiders? We'll get to Jarrett Stidham and his ridiculous. Oh yeah, stuff. I forgot to get his name right. Good call. That's all good. <laughs> yes, Jarrett Stidham of uh, of of New England Patriot fame. The. Uh, 3-3 Washington, Texas. That's a fun game. The Miami Dolphins head to New England to take on Jeremy Jarrett Stidham's old team, the New England Patriots. Bavada has the Patriots minus three. I the, the Dolphins are in free fall mode. It's Teddy Bridgewater this week, most likely, because Tua just got another concussion. Like, yeah. it's gotta be done for the year. You would you would oh, think he will not be. I know he won't be, but you would hope maybe. Um, I love. I think the Patriots be- beat them. I-, I think that Belichick, the defense, the- they have a chance at the playoffs here. The the Dolphins are kind of in a free fall at the moment. I I think with the backup QB, even though Bridgewater is more than adequate, it's. I think the Patriots. I think I think the second half of last week's game against the Bengals showed a lot of heart for the Patriots, despite them not coming back and not covering. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think I think that. I think that this is a team that kind of believes a tiny bit that they belong and their defense is elite. So I think, I think they win this game. Well, this is effectively a tie. This is effectively a playoff game for both of these teams. The Dolphins currently the seven seed in the AFC, the Patriots, the top, uh, the closest team to being in the playoffs of those who are out of the playoffs because of the tiebreakers they have. So a win will knock the Patriots out and more likely than not, would lock the Dolphins in. This is a gigantic game for for Teddy Teddy Blankets. Teddy Teddy, Bl- Teddy Blankets, my guy. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's, the offense changes so much with Bridgewater, though. Well, his arm's just not as. I mean, not that Tua has the best arm in the world. It's just a completely different. It's a different concept. Yeah, and when you when you're not worried about a guy who can take the top off of the defense with his arm getting the ball to Tyreek downhill, uh, downfield, it it really does change the complexion of the offense and what what defenses have to scheme for. So you know we'll see. You're right. The Dolphins have been weird of late. And, it'd be and a hate, shame hate. if Raheem. It'd be a shame if Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson dominated the carries. I'm sure they will. The. Uh, the New England, no New Orleans Saints head to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles, a game that we'll see if it means anything at the conclusion of this Thursday night game. 
Bavada has the Eagles minus six and a half. I, I like the Eagles regardless. I think I can't believe the Saints somehow got the six wins and somehow are one game out of the lead for the division, which is crazy. Um, That's weird. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles go in and just handle business. I, I don't see any other way. Even if it's Minshew hurts, doesn't matter. Well, but does your opinion change if the if the Cowboys lose tonight? Because then all of a sudden you got to think people are getting rested. Maybe I I, I like I know the idea of rest is important and getting guys healthy and, and and whatnot. I just rest versus rust is always a thing with me. So I'll tell you, I I I would be letting some gentlemen have uh, some snaps off. Like D Slay would not be playing many snaps for me. He is a guy who looked like the best cornerback in football for the first half of the season and has been one of the statistically worst cornerbacks in football over the last month. Uh, I'd like to see him get a little bit of rest. I'd like to see, you know, like to see Fletch get a little bit of a rest. I'd like to see BG be on a, a pitch count. Uh, I get, getting my lot of hurt would be catastrophic at this point with with Lane's injury. Though credit to him playing, putting off the surgery and playing through uh, the injury in the playoffs. We you know, we Kelsey. call that the Deshaun Jackson method. I, I think it's probably going to end up being slightly different because I think Lane Johnson might be a slightly tougher gentleman than. Deshaun, but yeah, what do you? What would you do? You want Lane to get surgery and be out for the playoffs? No, no, good God, no! I was just simply making a reference to another man who had an abdominal tear who chose not to get surgery. It is crazy that Lane Johnson's going to play professional football with an abdominal tear. It's probably you know for, for the long term not the better, not the better of the two options, but uh, certainly certainly key in the the run we have here. A guy who hasn't given up a sack in two years? Yeah, he's important to the line. Just a little bit. Another another classic, you're wrong, here's why I'll take. <laughs> the New York Football Jets. The New York Football Jets head to Seattle. Take on the Seattle Seahawks. Bavada's got the Seahawks plus two. I, 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 the Seahawks don't make any sense. They were, they were nope. like... An adequate team at the beginning of the year was Geno Smith. It was back. This is a revenge game for him, but I love the Jets in this game. Like, I do. I think Mike White makes the biggest difference for them uh, offensively. The team believes in Mike White. They just do. And they have elite guys on defense. I know they said Tyler Lockett was looking like he might play in this game, but I don't I don't necessarily trust that. Yeah, he um, he went from non-participant Wednesday to limited uh, today. So, yeah. better chance than yesterday, but... Still a little dicey. Uh, Ken Walker the third was also limited. Yeah, and he's he's looked very shaky since since his injury. You know, the injury bug got him. Uh, I, I really like the Jets here, and maybe it's me just being a fool um, because you know they're going to the West Coast. It's the twelve and yada yada yada. But I I love the Jets here. All right, the San Francisco 49ers head to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, as we mentioned. Quarterback by Jarrett Stidham, as Derek Carr has uh, not only been benched, but he's actually been sent away from the team as to, quote, not provide a distraction for the team for the last two weeks of the season. That guy has played his last down as a Raider. And Bavada has those Raiders plus 10 at home. The whole organization's a distraction. They're terrible. They, they've yeah. blown, like, I think, what is it, seven halftime leads this season? They're just, like, unheard of. 
It's almost like Josh McDaniels is a shitty coach. Who who could have seen that coming? Um, I think the 49ers absolutely cruise in this game. Like they still potentially have something to play for with the two seed, uh, depending on how the Vikings game goes. So uh, win and, and and go that go that round. I think I think the 49ers can win by three touchdowns. Jared Stidham stinks, and the 49ers defense is very very good. And by the way, I love that. This is another one of those games where going into the year, you'd be like, what happened if you looked at this uh, this game right now? Brock Purdy against Jarrett Stidham. I, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I credit the schedule makers. Like, I know I know that's a difficult job, and, and they rely so heavily on the information from the previous year. But I don't think anybody could have seen this coming. I don't think anybody could. Oh, the Raiders got Devontae Adams and Derek Carr's there, and he finally has like a real legitimate number one he's receiver. A college teammate. Darren Wallers, he's an elite, uh, elite tight end. Josh Jacobs, yada, yada, yada. The 49ers, they're going to have Trey Lance. He's going to be a superstar. Debo, uh, all that fun stuff. And then this is where we're at. It's, it's crazy. And by the way, the absolute best decision anyone has made this year is Jimmy Garoppolo sticking around in uh, in San Francisco. He is in a position where he potentially comes back in the playoffs to lead a very good 49ers team. Yeah, that could potentially play in yet another Super Bowl. Would not be at all surprising. And then the 49ers are going to find themselves in a very awkward position this offseason with the Garoppolo versus Trey Lance thing. Like how many times can you go away from Garoppolo when he just leads your team to success? <sighs> System though. Look how good Brock Purdy's been. Brock Purdy has been pretty good. <laughs> that was, that was kind. That was probably too kind. I enjoyed that pretty good. I liked it. <sighs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah. Brock, Brock Purdy, man, just, like we say it every week, and it's just it's just constantly true. Football is freaking weird. It most certainly is. It's one of the weirder sports, and the season is a grind. It is an absolute grind, like zero doubt. Um, but I I love it. So I it's going to be very very interesting uh, these next two weeks. They're letting they're actually letting Brock Purdy play football too more over these last couple of weeks. Like the first two weeks, it was a very basic offense, a lot of dink and dunk stuff, not much attacking downfield. Last two weeks, he's got consecutive consecutive weeks with plays over fifty yards in the air. They're just they're letting them go, and it's weirdly working. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Brock Purdy, can't believe it. <laughs> makes no sense it does not yeah like oh yeah the 49ers are going to trey lance this season wait what oh no he got garoppolo played he played well okay so they're doing no he got hurt he got hurt brock purdy who sorry who who that the iowa state kid like he got drafted it's just crazy it's just crazy (sighs) it is weird the uh i don't know where we are these Los Angeles Rams head to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. And Bavada's got the Chargers minus six and a half. The battle for LA. I, I think the Chargers roll here. I really do. I don't 
Like the Rams got that had all their fun and that fifty-one point shellacking of the Broncos, but I think this is the Chargers game. Uh, they've clinched the playoff spot. Now it's just about seeding, et cetera. So yeah, I think I think they beat up on the Rams pretty good here. The Minnesota Vikings travel to Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers, and Bavada has those Packers minus three and a half. Like I get the Packers have won two games in a row and we have potential sneaking into the playoffs as an option. Every single thing that they needed to go right did uh, over the Christmas weekend of football, uh, including them winning their own game. Um, But I don't understand how the Vikings are not the favorite here. They have something to play for. They're 12 and three. I know it's in Lambeau. It's cold, yada, yada, yada. It's Kirk Cousins in general. Um but I think the Vikings, if they do lose this game, I don't see how it's not by a field goal or less than a field goal. They always play in tight, entertaining games. I It makes no sense to me. The Packers may win, but the Vikings cover. Books do not respect the Vikings. I mean, you remember what, like, the line against the Colts was close. The line against the Lions was nuts. The line against the Jets was nuts. Like, Bookmakers do not respect the Minnesota Vikings. I, I, yeah, absolutely, one thousand percent. But I, I, I just, I think they keep this one close. They just have right. to. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens, and Bavada has the Ravens minus two and a half at home. If Lamar is back, this is. I think it's the Ravens. I mean, obviously, I think the Ravens have the ability to put the pressure on the Bengals on in Monday Night Football. Um, with a win here, with the chance to still potentially win the division. Um, and the Steelers, the Steelers are somehow still alive for a playoff spot too, which is insane to say. Because everyone's still alive. I, it is It is nuts how many teams are still potentially vying for a playoff spot. Like that's, that's nuts to me. Uh, but Kenny Pickett showed some, some metal in that game, uh, driving all the way down the field to close out Christmas uh, with a win on Franco Harris night, which is such a crazy, like I know we recorded before that, but like that, yeah. that whole situation is so, it's so crazy and just kind of sad and sucks. RIP to Franco Harris. But um, like, what a, what an awesome way to, to sort of win that game uh, in that situation. And for sure, I, I just, I don't know if they have it against the Ravens in this type of matchup, but it's hard to count Mike Tomlin teams out. The guy just wins games. It's nuts. Yeah. You, uh, you mentioned how crazy it is. How many teams have a chance Uh, right now? 24 teams, 24 of the 32 teams in the NFL can make the playoffs. That's wild. That doesn't make any sense. How many teams have, well, so how many teams have already clinched? Uh, clinched, we've got, let's see. So the Eagles have clinched the playoff spot. Those, those are X's or Y's. Or Z's also clinches. Uh, Z means clinch division. So that's clinch, clinch, clinch. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine clinches so far. So that means there's 23 teams left. And twelve of those, or sorry, you said there's twenty four teams that could st- that could get in the playoffs of the thirty two. Yeah, so we 15 just said of them. Yeah, so the 15, playoff spots. That's crazy. That's, but it makes it makes for interesting games, like the rest of the season. Like games matter, which is what you kind of want in the NFL. You know, games that matter. 
For sure. And I mean, the the change from the wild card schedule, adding the third wild card team and only having one team get the bye did really affect some things. 100%. 100%. Teams, now you're like, oh, you're you're playing for the single bye. And that is so much more important uh, than it was previously. So football's fun. Football's weird. And we have two good football weekends coming up, including a big college football weekend. So good times to be a, a sports fan. I hear darts is really heating up as well i couldn't no it couldn't be any hotter chris it definitely could be i'll be texting you at 7 45 a.m when uh the game tomorrow start or when the match tomorrow starts i'm just gonna uh, go ahead and block you now in advance Uh, you would be the like third person to threaten blocking me for sending information about darts via text message so i'll be i'll be tuned in for the first of all take a hint (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe it's not everybody else. Maybe it's you. <laughs> uh, all I know is, Chris, I'll be tuned in for Dimitri Vandenberg versus Kim Hybrex, the all-Belgian showdown uh, tomorrow morning at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. As I said, you're my friend, and I'm glad it brings you joy. But <laughs> that's as far as I can take it. The Buffalo Bills head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals, and Bavada has the Bengals plus one at home. I think I, the Bills have th- th- that buy is right there. It's it's within their grasp. This is the time they need to take it. I think the Bengals have some injury bugs that that are not helping them. I think this is a game the Bills can can win. Um, it's gonna it's really gonna come down to stopping Jamar Chase and and making sure they get in Burrow's face as much as possible. Uh, I don't know what the scenarios are. I mean, obviously, you'll know what the Chiefs have done by that point. They could be thirteen and three, and yeah, you know, top of the division or top of the the league. But if the Bengals win this game, then you're talking about two teams that are twelve and four. You could potentially get the two seed and end up facing I don't know whoever finishes in seventh, whether it's the Steelers or the Jets, like one of those teams. Right now, it's the Dolphins. Right. Okay. So even that. Uh, making the Dolphins have to come to a cold weather city, uh, where I think the Bengals did. The Bengals already play the Dolphins this year. I feel like they did. Um, I don't know why. I feel like that just Bengals stands beat, out. The Bengals beat the Dolphins twenty-seven fifteen week. Four. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's a real that's a real scenario uh, that you may want if you're the Bengals. Let's play them again. We've we've showed that we can handle them. Why not Why not try it one more time? Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm very interested. I think I think this can be one of the best Monday Night Football games uh, that we've had in in a while, and and I really hope so because the primetime games have been so mediocre this year that we really need it. Yeah, it had this. I, I mentioned this on Underdog. Th- this is the most exciting Monday Night game we've had in quite some time. Yeah, it, it, it has so much riding on it, which which makes all the difference. There has been a spectacular run of bad luck from teams just not turning out to be good that are playing on Monday night. Um, well, it and, also, and, sorry, no, no, yeah. go. I was going to say we also have uh, we also have Tulane, USC, LSU, Purdue, and uh, and your your Penn State Nittany Lions against Utah on on uh, Monday night. It's it's a lot. There's a lot of football, but what my what I was going to say was. It it just proves that like from a schedule maker standpoint, like don't overload it with right. the same teams. Like just try to spread it out. Give more teams opportunities to play in prime time. Like yes, uh, should the Texans ever be in prime time? No, probably not. But like give them a chance. You know, 
Like uh, you'd have no idea if they're going to be good or if they're well, more than likely they're going to be bad because they're always bad. But correct. That's that, that's just my like like we we've got so much Broncos early on in the year and they ended up being terrible and it's like ugh, you know. Well, every team's got to play one one national TV game, so uh, they all they all get the shot. Uh, Good Texans. times. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, Texans is a Thursday night game, I believe. Maybe even against the Browns. I think if I so. Remember, if I remember correctly, I believe that was their their national TV game. Uh, and who uh, we definitely wanted Davis Mills versus Jacoby Brissett in prime time. Davis Mills, one of the best quarterbacks in the world. I'm not arguing. Top seventy five, best quarterbacks <laughs> in the world. Oh God, so bad. Well, that's gonna be it for. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be it for the show for sure. We'll see about the rest. <laughs> uh, definitely gonna be it for this week. For Greg Curran, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>